Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called the Drake. And what you're going to need for this cocktail called the Drake is Hennessy, lemonade, sparkling water, and some ice. And how you're going to prepare the Drake is take your glass, put some ice in it, pour in your Hennessy, a shot or two or three if you mad because you got a girlfriend like me. Pour in a tablespoon of lemonade so you can still taste the Hennessy as you drink your sorrows away. And then a dash of sparkling water. And that, my friend, is called the Drake Cocktail. You're feeling this today? <laughs> you know, Kiki, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I, you know, this is old news, but... And I really don't even know if the girl is his girlfriend, but I feel like every time Drake posts a girl and the rumors start, it's mm-hmm. typically true. And she looks like his type. Who is the girl? She's a model. I think her name is Imara something. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like this is going to be the woman that he is going to be with. Like, because why? Because he got a baby now. He's all that like, baby all the way over there on the other side of the pond. So I I was really sad and distraught when I saw it It was the first thing I saw on Instagram. I was like, I thought you you put it into the universe and it makes its way to you. That's what I thought. Sometimes, sometimes not. In your case, I guess not. (laughs) Oh, well, welcome back to Cocktail Jerry Discussions, you guys. Um, How was your past hour? How was what? Your past hour. Oh. Um, <laughs> because it hasn't been a week since we recorded. Yeah, we doing the hitting the double up. My past hour was cool. Uh, yeah, I took an Adderall today, so mm. I'm very, you know. I wanted one today, and it did not get delivered, yeah. and I need it for tomorrow, so. I had to take it. I uh, Fresh off the flight from Vegas straight to work, straight to recording, so I don't do them all the time, but every now and again when I literally need something to hold my body up. Mm-hmm. I, that's what you do. That's what I do. It's better than cocaine. Well, there is that. There is that. How was your last hour? Um, it was all right. I was trying to think of what else I did this weekend that I forgot to tell y'all about. I'm sure it's something. It'll come to me eventually. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. So well. Um, this week, um, uh, we're gonna play a game with just us. We don't have a guest. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. But before we play the game, um, weird sex. So You said a man is not a necessity, a man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. Weird sex. So this week's Weird Sex, um, I would like to highlight the Sex Down South Conference, which is held here in Atlanta every year. It was started by Tia Marie and uh, Miss Marla Stewart. Marla was the sex... um, Sexpert that came on our show a long time ago. Yeah. So she started this conference and it's grown to be a really big thing. Um, The mission of the or the whole idea of the Sex Down South conference was born out of a desire to create a space down here in the southeast Atlanta specifically specifically where people could explore sex talk about it openly learn a lot of things like i've been saying all month there's so many people who are just so closed off and sometimes i forget like when we're talking and we talk about our experiences or other people who are like into sex there's so many people who are super vanilla who have no idea what's out there or they feel some sort of shame so when you go to something like this it's really cool to see and then also sometimes people think everything is white people shit and it's not so don't be afraid to try some things don't be afraid to explore some different kinks um go to some workshops go to a conference like this this one um i haven't been myself but i've heard it's really good they have tons of photos and then also for everybody who's always looking for like um an in-person event they are accepting vendors and sponsors and stuff so check it out whether you want to attend or you want to work with them or whatever or just check out marla and the services that she offers she teaches a lot of things about sex how to be really open how to be sexy mm-hmm. how to say sexy things on the phone all the stuff that you guys send us advice letters about she actually has some kind of certification so and check that's it out a great like leeway into you know how people always ask us how to have a threesome 
that's mm-hmm. a great start. Go there. Go to the conference. Go to the conference. You might meet some people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can check them out at sexdownsouth.com. And I believe that it's usually um, around Labor Day weekend. So September. Uh, so check it out. If y'all go this year, let us know and tell them uh, if you do work with them that we sent them or sent you. And that's it for Weird Sex. If you have somebody that you'd like to recommend for the last episode, email us cocktails at ACL at gmail.com or you can send it directly to me, info at kikisaidso.com. So, okay, game. New First game. First date questions. We just came up with this on the spot, y'all. First date questions. Some of okay. mine are mixed with like, First date questions, but then some of them are mixed with just like, I just want to know questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was really trying to come up with like first date questions, but honestly, on my real first dates, I can't ask you those questions because a lot of stuff I already know about you because we know each mm-hmm. other. Um, but I'm always trying to figure out if they got family issues. Um, do they hit women? Are you crazy? Have you been diagnosed with something? I mean, th- that's a lot of what I would like to know besides the little trivial mm-hmm. things. But okay. So you want to go first? What? Is your favorite food? Crawfish. Boiled crawfish. Mm. It's my favorite. It's seasonal. I am going through withdrawals right now. I want some yesterday. Uh, when is They're the so season? Good. Now. The spring. Oh. Like um, winter and spring. And it'll be over by like, depending on where you are, May to J- June is kind of the range. Mm. Last year I got some 4th of July and that was kind of stretching it. But it's not a very long season. I tried to eat the crawfish mm-hmm. and I, I can't do it. Like, you can't? The, do you eat shrimp? I do eat shrimp, but it's okay. something about the head. Like seeing that little head and the little eyes and people <laughs> cracking it open and the yellow stuff. It is real. It's like eating a little puppy. I can't do it. What? <laughs> That's how I feel. Have you never had shrimp with a head on? Either? Never. Okay. I can't do the head stuff. Okay. Um, what would your dream vacation look like? Oh, my God. My dream vacation looks like a surprise ticket is in my account, preferably with my dude or someone that I'm dating. I swear mm-hmm. I would like it to be with. And I just open up my inbox. He has already contacted my job and, like, got the days off for me. This is a dream. Okay. And we're going to the Maldives. Okay. We're going to the Maldives. I really want to go there too. Yep. And he is like, look, I we're going to a little secluded island. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a whole itinerary planned. One day of relaxation, one day of turn up. Maybe we meet some girls out there, have a little threesome. It's sexy. Like just pure bliss. We're eating good food. We're having drinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe dabbling in a little bit of drugs. Just a little bit. <laughs> we're getting in the clear blue water. My weave is so on point that I'm not even worried. Like that I'm, you know how sometimes black girls go on a trip and your main concern is what the fuck am I going to do with my hair? Even when you get a sewing, if you dunk in the water and I'm the type of girl to be dunking in the ocean. If there's an ocean I'm getting in, now my leave out's messed up and I mm-hmm. don't know how to do hair. So, you know, when I flat iron, it's looking and now I'm not cute anymore on the trip and now mentally I feel some type of way. But none of that happens on the dream vacation. I got a wet and wavy, full sewing and everything's secure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope that happens for you. <laughs> um, What is your favorite nail shape? Coffin. coffin, long coffin. Mm-hmm. I always that's, try to get coffin, and they always give me this. <laughs> that's like square. It's square. Like I'm like, why okay. do they do that? I don't know. But I do also, you say something? Sometimes I say something, but it's just too late. And then I hate going into the nail shop to get my nails done. So I'm not about to sit there all day. It's good as long as I as long as they're cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, what does a perfect proposal look like? For you wow um perfect proposal for me would be i don't want it to be super uh what's the word um public i don't like the whole like we're gonna do this thing and invite everyone you know and he's and everyone's gonna watch my reaction and see how i want it to be very intimate mm-hmm. and if people are going to be there, only people that are in like my close, close circle. I don't want it to be on Instagram. I don't want it to be on social. I don't want, I don't want no phones out. You like my mom and sister can take a picture because I know they wouldn't put, well, my sister probably would post it, but I want it to be <laughs> very clear. Like this, I don't want it to be like a, and look at what we're, I don't, I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I like surprises, but everybody doesn't need to be in on it. Okay. 
Um, if you could ask a man to buy you anything right now, and he the answer would be yes, what would you want him to get you? A house. You knew that yeah. already. Not even like specifically like a standalone house. It could be a condo, but mm-hmm. something that I own, mm-hmm. a residence that I own that he pays for outright. I don't want a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can throw in the homeowner's insurance as well. But yes, a house. In Atlanta Definitely. or Texas or Louisiana? Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere here. Um, okay. Uh, do you have a special talent that most people don't know about? Or that no one knows about? A special talent? That's a good question. Um, I would say, I don't think it's special, but I'm really good at karaoke. And it's really weird <laughs> because some people might be like, that's not a talent. But whenever I go, sometimes I go and do karaoke by myself. And I can sound just like the Dixie Jigs. And I think that's a talent. And I have literally gone to karaoke. And I've seen the all Dixie these countries. Jigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that because if you ask me to I sing like in real life, chicks. like if I was at Thanksgiving having dinner, my mom was like, you know how parents always try to put their kids on blast. It's not going to sound the same. It has to be karaoke. Do you think you need those effects of the mic? No. Oh. No, there's no effects. But I mean, when you do karaoke, you know how like the, just like how you sound in a microphone versus how you talk, like the little, the little things, like what's the difference? Why can't you do it at the table of if it's no I effect. think it's just something about karaoke. I don't know. It's just Okay. <laughs> um, how often do you eat out? That is something I actually do ask men on dates. Hmm. I go through like phases. Um, I eat out a few times a week, but I also like to cook. It really just depends on how busy my week is. Mm. If I'm not at home a lot, that's usually when I eat out the most. And I might eat out twice a day, not every day, but probably most days out of the week. Mm. Um, But I try to keep it to like, I would say two or three days a week I'll eat out. Mm. And then the rest of the time I cook. Okay. Um, What would your family be most surprised to find out about you? what would they be most surprised to find out about me that i've had a sugar daddy Mm. yep (laughs) my mom would be like i thought you really liked him i'd be like oh mom i just needed my rent paid oh my god (laughs) um okay this is my last one do you watch or listen or read the news? Yes. Okay. Listen, watch. I do all of them. Listen, watch, and read. Sometimes in the car, podcast, um, TV is probably the main thing. Mm-hmm. And then the internet, just scrolling throughout the day, checking on different stuff, trying to see what's going on. All right. So that's it for our first date questions. Uh, we'll have to do that one again. I need to come up with more interesting questions. Me too. I learned I a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, okay. So this week we just have a bunch of random things that we're going to talk. Well, not so random, but a bunch of just different things that we can talk about, like decision making. What's okay? Mm-hmm. What's not? How long are you holding on? Or whatever the case may be. So um, Ayana actually came up with this one for us. How long... Do you hold on, hold somebody down when they had it at first, but then they lost it? Hmm, it's such a... It's like... It's hard to answer that because I... I don't even... I honestly don't know how to answer it because it's like... When you love somebody, like, do we love this person? I'm assuming yes. Yeah, we'll say you love this person. Well, instead of saying how long, what do you need to, what would be the straw that broke the camel's back or what's going to keep you trying to hold that person down? What's going to stop you from it? What is, I think what stops me is if you're not trying. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that happened and you're not, and you're down now, like, um... I held Carlos down for a minute and vice versa. Mm. We were together for a minute. And honestly, we still be holding each other down. I would never not 
if he needed something, give it to him. Mm. But I also see how hard he works and everything he's given up for what he's trying to make happen in his life. Uh And I believe in that. So while we're not together anymore, and that's not really why we broke up, um, I think I can hold you down and stay in the relationship as long as you're trying and we're not about to be homeless. Cause like, I'm not, <laughs> I, like, I'm not gonna be homeless. I just don't want to do that part. But then I also don't know if like I meet someone and fall deeply in, in a love that I've maybe never experienced before. Uh huh. Maybe I will hold you down that long, <laughs> like, and stay with you and then hope we can have a come up from it. Like, sometimes I do think in the world we live in right now, everybody is so quick that as soon as somebody fucks up, you're just done. And you didn't even, you didn't hold it down at all. Like you just, something bad happened, he lost his job and you're just done. You can't buy me that Birkin, you can't buy me that Chanel, it's a wrap. And I don't know, lately I've just been thinking about those things and it's like, what matters here? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, yeah, definitely working towards your goals. But sometimes I think that people get so caught up on chasing a dream that they lose sight on reality. And it's like, like you said, OK, we're not about to be homeless. So chase whatever it is that you want to chase. But you've got to be practical. And if I got to take my ass to work or do all of these things, then you need to find a way to do something, too. You can't I can't be with somebody where they're always just chasing something and it's just constantly chasing it like you're an adult. I can help you to the best of my ability. I'm going to be there to encourage you and I'm going to help. But you've also got to have um, some help for yourself. You got to do something yourself. You can't just I cannot imagine just supporting a man financially because I'm assuming that's what we're talking about um, for years, like like two, three years, like. Even if you believed in what he was trying to make happen. You know how like you hear the stories of like Tyler Perry, he was living in his car. He had to do these things and sacrifice things to get to where he's at now. He can sacrifice to get to where he's at. But again, I have my dreams too. So what makes his dream more important than my dream? If I'm still chasing my dreams and going to work, why can't you do that same thing? That's kind of how I look at it. Mm -hmm. So it's like keep chasing it. And especially if I believe in you. Yeah, but... Sometimes you're just not going to be able to have as much fun or you're not going to be able to um, take trips and vacations and have as much fun time. Or even you're going to have to cut back on some sleep and kind of rearrange your day a little bit. Maybe you're going to have to take a job you really don't want because the hours are flexible or it pays really well and you don't have to work that often. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like that's how I approach the things when I'm trying to go after something that I want. And I really need that in somebody else. So, you know, try. And if you can afford yourself, sometimes people, it just seems like they try to take this leap of faith and like quit working and they're just going to chase this dream, whether they're single or if they have somebody to hold them down. And it's not like I'm going to totally um, like distance myself from you, but that's not a good relationship to me. And I feel like it doesn't show good like long-term planning skills like if this was my husband is he gonna have like a midlife crisis one day and decides he wants this whole new career and he goes off and he starts chasing something else forgetting about all of the other responsibilities that we have that would just freak me out I don't know so I don't know how long I could do it for a little bit I have a question. but what what if tables were turned and you were the person that you know you're chasing your dreams, life happens, you're every day doing everything in your power, but it's not sticking. Would you be upset if your partner left you or would you understand or what's the dynamics if it was on the other foot? That's kind of hard for me to understand because I've just never been a person who didn't work while I was chasing my dreams, like whether it was college or whatever else. But if he I guess if he didn't really believe in it, he felt like it was taking too long and he was just like, I can't watch you do this anymore. I would understand. I mean, especially if I still believe in myself, because everybody's not always going to believe in you. And as long as I believe in myself, I'm going to have to get over it because I also don't want somebody to stick around who doesn't believe in me, even if it is taking 50, 11 years. I mean, some people it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. To get to the point that they want to be at. It does. I would be. I know in the moment I would be sad. I am yeah. an emotional person. And I would be sad. Because I do look at it like. Dang. Like. When I make it nigga don't come running back. Like sometimes <laughs> I look at situations like that. And it's like. 
and it could yeah, happen. It could happen either way. And not that anyone is, you know, like you're staying for the make it, but you are staying for the make it. You want to reap some of those benefits when you held somebody down that long. But I, if I was trying to chase a dream and my dude was like, I'm done. Like I don't, I'm not gonna watch this. I would I would probably have to get a therapist with my broke ass. I would try to figure <laughs> out how I could go to get a therapist. I when people give up on me, that really takes like a toll on my mental and emotional state. It really does. That's something in my life that if I feel like somebody gave up on me, it makes I it takes me a minute to like get past that. Hmm. It it hurts my feelings that you don't want to you know, like go through the down with me, especially when like you look at some of the things that when I look at some of the things my parents have overcome. And I always say that I don't really want to be like my mom in a sense where she was taking care of stuff. And I, I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. But yeah. then there are some things where I look at my mom and I'm like, wow, I look at the love they have for each other. I'm like, y'all really did that together when it was rough. And like y'all were about to be homeless. And my parents ran away and moved to California when they were younger and it's just some of those things I do hope that whoever I find a partner in like we can go through some some struggles together <laughs> which is a weird hope but yeah just like the love I can like, see I, I hope like, we can make it through the struggles we can I make I mean may, obviously I want to make it through and sometimes in the society we live in it's, I feel like it's hard for people to like you come to a struggle and everyone's just like I, I quit so I don't know. Um, well, okay. How long you staying down when the sex was good and now it's not? Not long. <sighs> Look, <laughs> the fuck is going on here? I feel like that's probably your easiest job. Like, it's a lot easier having sex with me mm -hmm. than it is dealing with me on a day-to-day -day basis. If the sex starts lacking... We're going to have to have a talk about it. I'm not automatically going to be like, okay, I'm cheating on your ass or I'm leaving you or whatever. But I've got to figure out what the fuck is up. And if we can't reach some resolution, then either we need an open relationship mm -hmm. or I'm leaving. Or if you beg me to stay, I might stay, but then I'm cheating. And I don't want to be a cheater. I don't either. Not no more. You know, I don't I don't want to do somebody like that. That would hurt me. But it's also like sex, it, to me, is a part of a relationship. A big part. And just like money, just like personality, just like how you talk to me, just like when we spend time together, mm -hmm. when we have sex together, that is very important. And if I'm not getting it, I'm going to have an attitude. It's a trickle-down effect. And then if the shit isn't good, then it's almost just like not getting it. It's a trickle-down effect. And I don't think, you know, anybody who's with me should want those problems because I get grouchy. It's kind of like when I get hungry mm -hmm. and you just turn into a little cookie monster and it's it's not very pretty. How long are you staying? I'm staying long. I'm not going to lie. I'm staying If the long. sex is bad. <laughs> and I'm just speaking from experience. Are you going to talk to him about it? I'm going to talk to him about it. But are you like, going to cheat? Both. Yeah. Both. And I hope that in the future that just doesn't happen. I'm going to try as long as I can. I can deal with the rut if we're married. I just naturally <laughs> feel like relationship sex. Unless you're like one of those fit couples where y'all just stay fit and sexy all the time. I think that relationship sex just gets boring. <laughs> what does being a fit couple have to do with it whenever i see the fit couples i feel like they are just smashing all day because y'all really? both just look fine as fuck and maybe they faking it for the instagram accounts but maybe. all the fit couples be like on each other and shit and their regular couples be like i'm Get not even following me. them on instagram i'm not posting no more like you just be upset <laughs> and bored like but if the sex isn't good and it started off good i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna stay for a minute I'm, like I'm what's stay. a minute let's say like we're in it for four years and okay. like the first two years it was really great sex and the second two they're not so good i'm probably not gonna break up with you because of it but that next round of two years you better pull now it back yeah we gotta get through this and we gotta start being open and honest with each other baby what do you want i feel like a lot of people start to want something more and they get nervous to ask the partner because they're shy they don't know how they're gonna react to it is it gonna cause a fight like this is what i really want to mm -hmm. try but i'm scared to ask him you know, and sometimes it does cause a fight and people get mad and in their feelings. And, and then it's just like, oh, I was just playing, but you really weren't. Now you got to go play with somebody else. Oh, <laughs> I, I really or suffer in silence. I admire those couples, especially married couples who do like have the discussions about what they want mm -hmm. early on or middle of their marriage. Like, I think that it's like. 
Dope. Yeah, the conversations that my my little couple friends have um, about their sex life, I'm just like, wow, I wish because they're both very open. There's not like some of the stuff that they've told me that they've talked about that mm-hmm. they want to try. I can see where some people might freak out a little bit mm-hmm. at some stuff, but they don't. They're just like, okay, well, well, let's try it. I need to do this. I maybe I need to be drunk, but I can try it. And I'm just like, <sighs> hmm. I wish nobody has old to hide niggas anything. Be a little judgy. You said the old niggas? They be judgy. I think they're a little judgy. A lot of them are a lot more conservative. Mm-hmm. Not as open. You know, just saying. Um. How many chances are you giving somebody that you're dating who keeps mm. fucking up in any in any arena? Mm. And it doesn't even have to be a, a repeat mm. offense, but like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. How many chances? Twenty. That was honest. Do you count them? <laughs> oh, <laughs> make sure like little tally marks. The crazy thing is, like, when we have these types of discussions, I try to really dig deep and think about moments where I've given chances. Like, because, it, like, 20, I'm like, look, there have been some niggas in my life where I gave them way too many chances, but I really thought they were going to get it right. Um, It depends on how much I fuck with you, how much I like you, how attractive you are. I'm ashamed to even admit that. But then also... That does matter. <laughs> it does. Because sometimes you see the person, you be mad as shit. You be like, they look good. Yeah, and then you see them in person and everything just changes. And you're like, they I smell good. I'll give you one more chance. And, and and you just act like everything's okay. But um, in real life, it depends on what it, what it is that you did. And did it like alter your character you know how sometimes people do stuff and you can get over it but like mm-hmm. if a nigga stole from me there's no more chances after that i, I yeah, I've, I've talked to so many women where it's like a dude has stole money from them or like for real mm-hmm. and you still go on a date with them and you know he stole the money and you just did it like stole cash out of their purse or cash something out of their purse and OMG. somebody that you wouldn't think would do that or you just steal something from the house like that goes to everybody there are certain things that you could do where it's like now I'm looking at your character mm-hmm. and what's going to, if I give you another chance, the fuck? I can never let you inside. Yeah. You got to stand outside. Yeah. And I'm going to have to check your pockets. Mm-hmm. You need to keep your hands up. You need to clap the whole time you're in my house. Yeah. Because I don't need you touching nothing. Yeah. I think um, I give pretty much infinite amount of chances, <laughs> sadly. Um, this is for anybody I like. It's not even levels to like. If I just like you at all. I give so many chances and honestly, I wish I wasn't that way. It usually ends up hurting me in the long run more mm-hmm. so than it does them. But I will give a ton of chances. Ugh. Have you ever been like, you give a ton of chances and then sometimes you look at it in return and you don't get no chances? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like well, dang, nigga, you just cut me all the way off. Like, I've been giving you chances since 2010, nigga. And then I do one thing. That's why I say it. That's why I say it hurts me more than it hurts them. But it's still frustrating because it's like, where's the reciprocity? <laughs> Like, what's up? Why? Why? And then they were probably begging for a chance. Sometimes they beg. Sometimes they don't. I just hand them out. But sometimes they do beg for those chances. And it's just like, wow. And I try to ask myself, like, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would he act? Mm -hmm. Are you going to give me another chance if I had done this to you? Probably not. Niggas don't be giving chances like we do. They don't. Generally, you know. I, with the, when it comes to like cheating, I will give you two to three chances. I will say I'm not the person anymore to just be like you, some some fishy shit came up and I'm just done. Like if a random text or does seem suspicious and you aren't sure how to feel about it, I'm not just going to like go crazy and be like, ah, no, I read, ah. I feel like I can have a conversation. That's what you used to do? I feel like that kind of stuff would make me insecure and it's like the relationship is over. But really it's like everybody's human and bitch, pull your phone out. Pull your phone out. And who the fuck you because everybody can look at a text message and there could be something. And you don't that know. And you don't know. You don't know if this is just friendly and you it could really be and this is just how y'all talk. Or it could just be a easy, simple little flirt. 
Or it could be something else. So I will or give it could you be that nothing. chance. Or it could be nothing. It's usually not, but it could be nothing. <laughs> like, you just never know. Like, I with that shit, I'm going to give you three chances. And then it's like, all right, nigga. Hmm. I don't know how many on the cheating. Uh, the phone. Even though I, I will tell y'all, as I've told you many times, I'll go through that shit. I just make mental notes. It doesn't create an argument or anything like that. I don't usually say anything. Mm. I just keep it mm. as like a little reference to anything else that could happen. And then I can put two and two together and freak out over what conclusion I come up with before I start <laughs> talking to him about it. Uh, uh, catching somebody actually cheating. Um, I think it depends on the type of cheat. Mm -hmm. There's different types of cheating. Um, if I was... I was like married or engaged to somebody and they cheated on me and got somebody else pregnant I can't I don't think I could say I might even try because I, like I said I'd be given infinite chances but I feel like I'm always going to look at that child and resent that child so and their mama let me ask you this because I feel like a lot of people feel that way are you going to like take the part out if if you get married are you going to alter your vows to take those things out you know when people are, are like for richer or for poorer for better or for worse like sometimes i feel like people forget about the worst part that's a worst part worse but not the worst and uh they're different and i also think that you need to honor me if i'm your wife mm -hmm. did you forget about that in the vow that you gave me you promised to treat me a certain way and you didn't so we're both breaking vows um i think i would actually like to write my own vows mm -hmm. i don't know that i want the traditional ones it's been so long since i've been to a wedding with the traditional vows i'm gonna have to review those terms and conditions mm -hmm. and see if they're gonna apply to what i need for my life um the richer or poor that part it, it, that doesn't bother me so much um what is one of the ones that they say Look it up real quick. For rich or poor, for sickness and in health, for, for better, better or for worse, worse. Till death do us part. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say with you till death, but <laughs> I also would like to be treated well throughout this marriage. Like I can, we can have bad times, but like overall, you need to respect your wife, just like I'm gonna respect you. Mm -hmm. So having a baby with somebody else, if I go out and have a baby, you're gonna leave me. You're not going to stay and raise another man's child and we're married. I really don't think that anybody's going to do that for me. So it's like, who am I? Uh, how am I wrong for mm. doing the same thing? No. Mm -mm. I wish somebody would come on the show and talk about that. That is just. Staying when their partner got somebody else pregnant. Mm -hmm. That is so hurtful. It's already, we look, we talking about text messages. That shit is hurtful. Yeah, it's a whole person that you, and then it's like all the things that will run through my head. Like, okay, not only were you having sex with somebody else, that's a lot more than texting them or hanging out with them or on the phone or whatever. You're having sex with them. You're having unprotected sex with them. I'm damn sure you have an unprotected sex with me. What if they got something? You don't know who else they're fucking. I know who I'm fucking is you, but I don't know who you're fucking. What if you bring me something back? And you're bringing a whole baby back. You brought a baby back. You could be bringing all kind of extra stuff back that I don't need. Ooh. That's, a That's how people end up on Snapped. That is. I'm just saying. Um, When do you forgive when you decide, okay, you are going to give the second chance? When do you forgive? Are you one of those forgivers where you say you forgive and really you didn't? And everyone knows if you're like that. Like, you know, you say you're over something and you know you're not because you can tell by the way you're acting. Um, I think that for me, forgiveness and moving on is a process. And it's like, I can forgive somebody, but I can still be hurt mm -hmm. by whatever happens. So because I'm hurt and I'm not so warm to you right away, it's because I'm just still going through the process. Okay, I've processed what has happened. I'm over that, but I'm still hurt. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I need like time, like grieving. It's like grieving. Sometimes I just need time. Um, some friends of mine did some fucked up shit recently, and I was very upset about mm -hmm. it. And at first I was just in shock. And then I talked to them about it. Or no, then I was going to talk to them about it, but I didn't really. I only talked to one. But I was like, honestly, right now, you guys have already said your piece. I don't want to speak out of anger and say some shit that's going to be fucked up that I really don't mean. I'm just saying it to be mean because I'm angry and hurt right now. Um, I just need some space. And then it's like, don't blow me up. Don't try and force me to like 
quicken the process and talk to you because you want to be around because you miss me because you want to hang out or whatever you need right now I need time and it's like when people don't respect that time and allow me to like just be to myself that fucks up my process of Mm -hmm. getting over things and moving past and getting to a point of forgiveness to where I don't feel like I'm still watching you with a side eye, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think it just depends on what happened, Mm -hmm. how long it takes me to forgive somebody. And also if I feel like they're really sorry Mm -hmm. for whatever it is that they did that I'm trying to forgive them for. Um, and then to like the way that they apologize. Um, a big thing for me is just admitting that you are wrong. Not even like the details of a situation, but I was wrong for this or I know that I hurt you. Um, and saying that because a lot of times I found that like, especially with dating, guys try to give me all of these excuses about why they did something. It's almost like they try to pin it back on me. or But it's never just, you know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. I just had, a, I actually had a situation like that happen recently. And it's uh-huh. it just like, just say you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And how I've been the person before going around the circle and trying to make your point as to, but you learn that just like as say, you get older, yeah, as you get older, you really are just like, all right, look, if you really don't want to lose a relationship, mm-hmm. this is what I did. Did nobody, if for me, if no one died and it's not that detrimental and we can move past this. All right. Yeah. We all fuck up. Nobody's perfect. Right. And then two, if you're not sorry, don't tell me you're sorry. Because if you say you're sorry and you're still, nothing has changed ever. Like I can give you time to change, but if nothing changes, it's just like you weren't really sorry or you don't really fit back. Or if you don't understand where I'm coming from, that's okay too. Like tell me that Mm -hmm. so that maybe I can try and explain it in a different way. But sometimes I feel like people just throw around, I'm sorry, thinking that you'll get over it. So that you just leave it alone and move on. And I don't I don't like that. And sometimes I feel like people throw around forgiveness thinking you can keep bringing stuff back up. I also think that also if you do decide to forgive someone wholeheartedly forgive them and you're like, okay, and we can still try to make this work. Or if it's a friendship and you're like, okay, I do forgive you for what you did. I understand that people make mistakes. And then every week or every month you're bringing it up. Like that's so fucking exhausting. It's mm -hmm. like, you're not really over it. So why'd you tell me you were Mm -hmm. like, if you still going through, you still going through and that's fine. But yeah, don't say mm -mm. That's tiresome. Being a human is really difficult. We have all it's these complex. things we really have to like think through and and really feel and and have conversations about and really work through your problems. That's one thing I don't like when someone doesn't want to work through a problem, like a situation arise, arise, arises and everybody's just ignoring each other and acting like there's nothing wrong when obviously there's a problem that bothers me so much when people do that and I've done it before but not very it makes me very uncomfortable it gives me anxiety and a lot of the times I feel like girls do that with each other like with Mm -hmm. friendships somebody did something it could be a misunderstanding it could be a lie or it could be the truth and nobody wants to address the problem but if y'all nigga went and did the same thing you would quickly address it with him it's just I some weird friendship has been happening with me lately mm-hmm. and I'm just like why are women like this like let's just talk about the situation and most of the time it's not that serious what I will say to that is sometimes I think that with women because women say it about their dealings with men too like in that advice letter we had last time when the girl was saying that she has a girlfriend she was texting her ex and her co-worker and she was only kind of flirting back with him to not hurt his feelings mm-hmm. I think that as women a lot of times we're not thinking of ourselves so much we're trying to think of how that other person feels even though you really don't know you don't know how they'll react you don't know what they can handle and what they can't but you try like when you care you try not to hurt the feeling so then you don't say anything or you avoid it or whatever when really that may not have been the best solution and Mm -hmm. you didn't let the person even like try to have some feelings Mm -hmm. about what was going on so I don't know I think that can be it sometimes and then I don't know what else (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think it is a lot of the times I know sometimes uh with me when I've avoided talking about certain things it's like 
I might be upset today, but if I'm really not upset about it tomorrow after I've slept on it, I can let stuff go Mm -hmm. because sometimes I think that I overreact to stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to bring up every little thing because I feel like I'm being nitpicky Mm -hmm. or um, nitpicky or just overreacting to stuff, being dramatic. Mm -hmm. That happens too much. (laughs) My dramatic overreactions to things. It's like, bitch, calm down. Have a chill (laughs) pill. Have a glass of wine. Go to bed. Take a bath. Exfoliate. Try something different. Speaking of a glass of wine, I had a big old bottle of wine that was open. It was a bottle of red wine sitting in my apartment. My two neighbors were watching my dog while I was gone. The bottle of wine is gone. And when I get home, I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. Who took the fucking wine? So it was like, you said it was a big bottle? It was, a, it was just a bottle of wine. You know, red wine, you know, I don't put it in the refrigerator. I leave it yeah. on my little, like, leave alcohol corner. Mm-hmm. Bitch, it was gone. I came home from work. I was like, they, they could have replaced it. Somebody could have even said, like, hey, you you mind if I take this since I'm washing shot? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You come home thinking you about to have a glass of wine. <laughs> a glass the of wine water. is gone. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's rude. That's rude. I would be upset. Friends. Um, uh, friends, how how do you feel about friends fucking each other or friends fucking or fucking a friend's ex? So, okay. So the first one is friends fucking each other. So let's say like me and you were friends. I meet your guy friend. Y'all are just friends and I have sex with your guy friend. That what you mean? Mm, yeah. Um, so here's the deal. Oh, that's always so tricky. Right? And this literal something similar to this just happened. Um You know, if if it's a friend, guy friend, and he meets one of my girlfriends and they have sex, for me, initially, I'm not gonna lie. I get mad about those types of things. And I don't know really how to explain why. Sometimes I fear that like dang, me and this guy friend had such a great relationship and he was my friend. Now we're going to have to start acting different if y'all start fucking with each other from this fuck fest. Does that make sense? Like, if you become his girlfriend, now our relationship is altered. And it sounds really selfish. I'm just being honest. I'll get over it. But it's almost like if... um, I'm trying to think of, like, a good friend to use as an example, but I can't really think of one. I get what you mean, though, because don't, I don't want them coming to me, talking to me about their stuff because I'm going to feel conflicted because if one of you is doing the other one wrong, you're both my friend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? You're going to expect me to keep your secret, but how can I keep your secret when the secret could go against my other friend? I don't like it. I also don't want you to be telling him all my business. Like we all know girls be talking to their niggas and oh, yeah. naturally you are like, he's not going to tell nobody. Like, but like if we used to be, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you're just like blurring all these lines and I just wish this wouldn't have happened if it does happen am I gonna defriend anyone probably not Mm. but I'm gonna be annoyed at first I think it's also gonna just naturally change the dynamic of our friendship and hopefully like y'all treat each other well and it's just a match made in heaven and Mm -hmm. we don't I'm just worrying for no damn reason Mm -hmm. but chances are it may not happen that way I I just don't like it I don't like it Kiki. If you could cheat it on, are you cheating back? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I am. I hate that I said that. I Do I hope that I could become a better person? Absolutely. Like I just was telling y'all, I'm trying to be like a really good person. Mm-hmm. And, but right now, no. Like right now in this moment, if I was dating somebody and he cheated on me, uh, yeah, I'm a cheat back. I used to feel like I wouldn't cheat back. I'm a cheat back. And I might not tell you, but I might get my own you. secret revenge. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell nobody either. I'll take it to the grave, but yeah, I'm going to get it back. Yeah. And then one day, hopefully no day happens, I'm just going to snap and then I will tell you. But um, that'll probably be on the breakup day. <laughs> Would you ever cheat with your partner's enemy? Am I fucking a drug dealer? Maybe. Because if he a drug dealer and it's his enemy, it might be some bloodshed. I can't have that. But if I am with Johnny from the bank, his enemy might just be the guy who has like a better like his record or yeah. something. You know? Um, nah, probably not the enemy. But somebody, I'd probably 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I think it really depends on if I care what happens with the relationship or mm-hmm. not. If I want it to end or I don't care if it ends and I'm just being petty and I'm just staying in it for some bullshit reason, I'm probably going to try to get somebody close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? Here's the deal. I do not condone cheating with enemies. It happened to me in high school. Remember when I used to date Courtney Lee? He cheated mm-hmm. on me with Jaleesa. And she ne- She wasn't really my enemy. She just hated me. And so uh-huh. it was such a slap in my face to know that like he was fucking with her. However, if I do decide you got me that match where I'm going to cheat with your enemy, not only am I going to cheat with that nigga, I'm going to marry him. So there's that. <laughs> All right. Well... Um, any other questions? <laughs> okay, so with that being said, it is time to move it right along to Indecisive Diane. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> All right, Diane, what cute little date idea you got for us this week? Hey, ladies, it's me, indecisive Diane. Let me tell you. Well, you probably already know. What, girl? The Ladies of Cocktails Dirty Discussions are hosting Traffic Kitchen and Cocktails this Sunday, February 23rd. Literally get there, send your email, make your reservations. What's the address? 1100 Crescent Ave, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Go there, party with the ladies, have a little fun, drink some mimosas. Okay, girl, thank you. No problem, ladies. Bye. That's going to be fun. (coughs) Excuse me. Yes, it is. I went to traffic one time. I got so fucking drunk. So much fun. I've seen all these people. Didn't remember. They're telling me on Monday, do you remember seeing me? And I'm like, hell no. You know I don't. But hey, nice to see you. Glad we're both alive and well. I hate when that happens. You'd be like, "How? what did I look like? Did Was I? I don't even ask because I feel like it's probably not good. So I just... I try to leave it alone. I don't know, but it's going to be a good time. Make sure y'all um, hit up Sue Solo, reach at suesolo.com uh, to register for the brunch. Because th- we don't have any room for you guys to sit with us, but we will be there and we'll be taking pictures and Turning singing along and having on fun. Instagram. And y'all remember, it's free to reserve your table. Don't get, um, you know, nervous by the word reserve. You're just reserving it and <laughs> tell her how many people you want and the time. And it's going to be fun. It is. Okay, so now let's move on to advice. Remember, if you would like to ask us for our advice on something, don't DM it. Send it in the body of the email, not attachments, but the body of the email to askcocktails at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. I absolutely love your show. I've been listening since right before Christmas, and I just love that I can relate to the sex you guys talk about. So my problem, girl, I've been having amazing sex with this guy. That's a cocktail for another day. We started just dating. We just started dating. I got mad at him and cut him off. And then we gave it another try. And my goodness, I do not regret it. But now we're back to square one. And he doesn't want a relationship right now all of a sudden. But wants me around still until he's ready. Bullshit. When he's around, I'm all his. But when he's not, I'm ready for his replacement, but I'm not missing out on that good dick. So as soon as I made that decision, a couple asked me to have a threesome with them. Now, listen, I've always wanted a threesome, just not in my relationship. So I'm considering it. However, I kind of want to ask him to join because I know his nasty ass would do it. And Mm. I want them to watch. I want them to watch us after we watch them. How do I ask him and them to do that? And if I decide to do that without him, I'm nervous as hell because I don't want to get nervous and give bad sex. So I recently had a 
friend of mine. The friend is the girl and she's married. And I was very shocked. Um, but she hit me up. She did it in a text message. She didn't even call. Like she sent me a very detailed text message about what her and her husband were wanting to do. And would I do it with them? And what did you say? I wasn't offended. I told her I my policy is I don't really do stuff like that with friends because of all the bad things that could happen. And then, you know, she asked right. me, like, you know, well, what do you mean, like, bad things? Like, um, I always go the to the worst possible scenario at first. Like, the worst <laughs> is I could get pregnant by your husband or your boyfriend. And I wouldn't want to do that with a friend. Um, and it could happen. Like, it's not, like maybe it's it doesn't sex. happen a lot, but a condom could break if we use one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a lot of things. You can get pregnant from pre-cum. Like, it's just, like, so much that could happen that I'm not willing to, like, risk with a friendship. However, we haven't deaded. We the situation is not dead. Like, so you know, we said we would go to dinner and talk about it, and that's kind of how we left it. But that's my take. If but I think you should just really ask him. Yeah, I mean, asking us isn't really going to help because we don't know him. We don't know how he is mm-hmm. or whatever. You know this person, so just ask him. And I mean, right now it's a no because you haven't asked. So. You just gonna have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Go after what you want, girl. Go after what you want, girl. And you might be surprised at what his answer is. He might be like, dang, I've been waiting to ask you something like this. Just ask him. Oh, well, I'm overlooking for advice. <laughs> <laughs> we have one this week, and that's just gonna be that on that. I can't find another one that's short enough. We'll save these for another week, unless you have a no, short one. Sorry, yeah. y'all. We tired. I'm tired. Oh, girl. So loud. Sorry. Here. I forgot. That was ever. Okay. So now moving right along to cocktails. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Remember to send in your cocktails to cocktails.atl at gmail.com if you have something that you would like to share with us. It could be good. It could be nasty, embarrassing, funny, romantic, whatever you got. Just make it good. I don't think the people want just regular life updates like they do from us. So make it juicy some kind of way. Please, please, please. Okay. Do you have a cocktail? Did you um, make one in Vegas? Um, no. Oh. Didn't, but we got emails. We got emails. So what do you have in the email? You got one? I do. You got an OG? Mm-hmm. I was going to let you read it first, and then I'll tell my story. Okay. Okay. Hey, sisters, please keep me anonymous. Heads up. It's a long story. Sorry. I've been waiting to email you guys, and I hope this gets read. But I just have to tell my experience with these damn pills. So, for starters, I'm 30 years old and a little on the chunky, thick side. Heads up. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'll include a pic. Now to my story. I ordered the She Orgasm sample pack a couple weeks back and finally decided to give them a try. First time using them, I only took two before I met up with my little secret. And there was definitely a difference, but nothing to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I felt like that at two first. No, I love them. The following week, though, sheesh. I popped three pills my last hour of work so I could be ready for my boo as soon as I walked in the door. Once I made it to him, I could already feel my pussy starting to beg for his dick to be inside me. We sat on the couch and clothes started to come off. He wanted to see me play with my kitty and so I did. But that didn't last long. He heard how wet it was and could no longer stand not to be in it. We make our way upstairs, but somehow ended up fucking on the steps. Well, that's sexy. When I tell y'all my shit felt like Niagara Falls, I'm not even lying. With my face smashed into the carpet, my boo gave me the best back shots and we go at it for about 20 minutes before we make our way to the bed. He has a nice thick dick with a decent length, so getting me to come is never an issue. 
Once we get to the bed, he literally fucked me so good and so hard. And the two orgasms I had were life changing. I came so hard. I swear I felt my goddamn soul leave my body. Mm. I let him keep fucking me while he whispered how much he loved this super soaker pussy of mine until he could come. I'm surprised he lasted lasted as long as he did and he had the nerve to go for round two. We finished round two and we just laid in the bed, cuddled up, listening to music. Both wore the fuck out. Okay, sis. After a while, I get dressed and gather my belongings and head home. My legs felt like noodles, but my pussy was satisfied and happy. Those pills will make a nigga fall in love and he don't even know it. Side note, I forgot to mention, we are both in separate relationships, which makes the sex even better because what's more better than dick you're not supposed to be getting anyway? <laughs> love you guys. We love you in, here in Pittsburgh. Oh, shout out to Pittsburgh. If you're hey, talking Pittsburgh. about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that's where all my family's from. That was funny. It's more yeah. better than dick you're not supposed to be getting. Girl, nothing. All right. <laughs> Um, so I have a cocktail this week. Um, so shout out to um Chelsea, Raina, and uh Leslie. I met them last week. We went to a happy hour. They listened to cocktails. Um, they were super cool. So we ended up doing a happy hour, and then I had to leave them there <laughs> once I felt my she orgasms kicking in. <laughs> so I left, and uh, I was having a Netflix and chill night. And um, when I got there, I still had some editing to do. And I was like, these people are going to be so mad if this episode is late. So I'm literally like pussy throbbing, trying to get the episode uploaded and just set it up so I can put it up just so like my computer can sit and like do its process. I was done editing, whatever. So he's like, "Um, you want to take a shower or bath? And I was like, yeah. And I always feel like like when you go over to a man's house and they're ready for you to get clean right there, it's going to be a nasty night because they need to make sure like everything is like super clean and it was raining and everything so i was like perfect because i was feeling a little a little damp yeah i want it to be fresh so i go in there i'm luxuriating in this shower that i love so much oiling myself up i come out and i guess he's in a good mood that day because he didn't laid out all my toiletries for me it's feeling very comfortable i was like let me not fuck around and fall asleep glad i didn't choose a bubble bath anyway so we're in the living room we're watching a movie and he starts rubbing my feet. Now, I typically am not a foot rub kind of girl. I get a little self-conscious about my feet. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, whatever. So he's rubbing my feet. Moves up to a little thigh rub. <laughs> moves up to a little pussy massage. And I don't know if it's because we also smoked a little bit of weed. <laughs> and I had a little yeah, bit of an yeah. edible. Plus, I had been a happy hour. Plus, I had the sheet orgasm. So all of these things are happening. But then it was like he was playing with my pussy a little bit. And then he took his hands out and like put it in his mouth and I was just ready to go. So I was like, okay, so you ready to go to the bed? So we had sex and I don't know if it's because I hadn't had sex in like a little bit or like what, if it was just like, okay, I'm just going to build up some anticipation. I don't, I don't know. Don't care. It can happen again. Cause it was great. So I was in some position. Have you ever been in a position where you're kind of like, you're kind of on your stomach, but still kind of on your side. Like maybe one leg is hiked up. Mm-hmm. The, the leg that's like towards the ceiling and the other one is straight and then it was like he was on top of me like from behind but it was like he was in a real push-up position mm-hmm. like toes and hands and then it was just like push-ups but dropping dick off in my pussy i don't know how he got into that position i don't know how he lined our bodies up but that was probably my favorite part and then he was like okay lay down i just want to eat it i didn't have to suck his dick because y'all know that can be a chore sometimes and i was just like I gotta have this every day. I don't know what you need to do to get your energy up so that this can be a daily activity, but it was just, I just felt like I couldn't even talk. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't talk no shit. I couldn't say, I was just sitting there. And then I, I know that once, like, he came and he came, like, all over my ass and shit, and I really wanted to rub it in, but I was just kind of, like, stuck mm-hmm. because I had, like, a really strong orgasm and it just felt really good we wasn't even using no toys and i only took three sheet orgasms pills that day it wasn't even my usual four um but it's probably all the other shit i had too so when we were done he was like are you okay and i was like i don't even know (laughs) 
I don't even know. So he went and got the hot towel and he's like cleaning me up. And then he started again. I said, I'm sorry. I just can't handle it right now. I don't think if I if you have sex with me again right now, that's really going to activate my crazy. And I'm trying to maintain. Can we just cuddle and go to sleep? So that's what we did. And that's my cocktail. But it was. Yeah. Oh, I was up for a while just sitting there smiling like a kid at Disney World. Just like he fell asleep. I'm looking like, hey, (laughs) sex like (sighs) that is incredible because you don't get it often. You know, I just just like the perfect stroke, like not too hard, not too rough. I can feel it all. Oh, I just imagined that whole push up smash i know niggas out there if you haven't tried it you gotta try it now you gotta be strong (laughs) because if you don't normally do push-ups and shit you might collapse and um hurt something yeah you it could be very dangerous so proceed with caution i don't know how he did it i'm gonna try and recreate it again tonight we'll see what happens but that's it for my cocktail if you guys want to share have questions, any of that stuff. And uh, remember to email us, askcocktails at gmail.com for the advice, cocktails.atl for everything else. And don't forget about brunch. Don't forget about brunch, February 23rd, y'all. Yeah, brunch is from 1 to 6, I believe. And it's at Club Traffic. It's Sunday brunch with Sue Solo at Club Traffic. Email her at reach at suesolo.com for your reservation and then follow us on instagram at cocktails podcast i'm at kiki said so i'm at coffee bean and until next week you guys bye i'm sorry but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet goodbye bye 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 bye